Hey! Oh! Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Magin Mastro Podcast. Two guys yelling about sports. My name is Andrew Maggio. People call me Madj. And I'm Matteo Mastrocola. My friends call me Mastro. Madge, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Gladly, gladly. So like I said, everyone calls me Madge. It's just my last name shortened. And I've been a sports fan my entire life. It's something that is uh, a passion that's cultivated over many years of watching and playing sports. As a kid, played hockey, played soccer, played baseball. Tried out unsuccessfully for a couple of contact sports. Didn't go well being a scrawny, lanky kid. Played hockey competitively until about 16 and then started to focus on other things in life. Uh, Always been a big media junkie, sports media junkie. So I studied journalism, got published in a few places, hockey news, a couple websites, did a bit of radio while I was at University of Concordia and eventually went to go study sports management at University of Ottawa and focus on the business of sport. And that's kind of led me on the career path that I'm on now. Did a bit of work with Fencing Canada in a joint internship kind of program with the Canadian Olympic Committee. Got to go to the Pan Am Games in 2015. Worked one year for Tourism Montreal, bringing major sporting events to the city of Montreal. Spent a year and a bit at the Alouettes in sales and marketing. Got to learn that side of the business in a pro sports environment. Did a bit of communications work with the Laval Rocket when they joined the American Hockey League. And now I work at Concordia University. It's been about two and a half years running all the social media and some comm stuff with the Concordia Stingers. So as you can see, I wasn't the guy on the field. I'm the guy behind the scenes doing all the stuff you see online and uh, in the media. So that's me. How about you tell the people who you are and where your background is in sports? Yeah, of course. In my case, you know, born in Montreal as well. Uh, quick stint as a, as a very young, young child in, in Toronto with my family. Came right back and I've been a Laval boy ever since. Uh, Laval for life represent. Unlike you, you know, I, instead of studying sports, I, I decided to actually play them. You know, of course. sports been a huge, huge, huge part of my life since I was I was a kid. Been playing competitively, high level soccer and hockey uh, since I was uh, since I was ten. You know, been playing since I was three. But but they really kicked in around ten years old when you start getting into those really competitive teams that you know start traveling a lot, lots of tournaments, and you start getting these sort of uh, scout moments where you know people are watching and every minute is important. So I feel like I have a, a, a good sense of what it's like to be in the shoes of, of one of those players with all the pressure. And then you start realizing all the politics that are involved. And, you know, that's not to say that talent isn't a thing, but there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes there as an athlete that you you don't necessarily feel when you're just playing for pleasure or leisurely. Uh, you know, and then at some point I uh, came to the decision that you know, maybe this this isn't going to be my future. And I, I kind of turned towards my my plan B. So I decided to choose education over the rest of my career. But it doesn't mean I stopped playing, you know, still kept playing uh, senior league hockey is for cities and soccer as well. Uh, playing sports, garage leagues just for fun. Got to stay out there. Got to stay active. And uh, at that point, you know, I, I decided why not turn to coaching? You know, I, I kind of geared my my passion towards coaching and, and sort of molding the youth of, of hockey players for the next generation. And, and that's where we're at now. And as we speak of the youth, it's funny you mention that because we were young when we met. And just before we get on that topic, I will say that for many years, the plan was that Masher was going to make the NHL and I was going to be his agent. So that's where we were at when we were kids. But you know, the story of how we met is pretty interesting. A lot of people when they're in high school, especially in a school like ours, Loyola High School in Montreal and in the Notre Dame des Grasses borough, for those of you who are from the area or from the city, Loyola High School graduating class, we must have been about 130, 150. So you'd think in a five-year span, you'd meet pretty much everyone, get to know everyone a little bit, even if you do kind of break off into your own cliques. But 
Me and Mastro only met for the first time in secondary three, which is grade nine for those Americans listening and people around the world. But we really hit it off the next year. So 2008. And Mastro, why don't you tell the people what happened on that fateful day in that particular class? What a story. A, a great story. I, I can't even believe this. So we're, we're in history class, believe it or not. History, which I, aside from... World history. World history. Excuse me. World history. That's correct. So, you know, aside from sports history, I couldn't really care less about the rest of it. The uh, only reason I say world history and correct you, and I apologize, is because the, the moment that we brought up in particular was a magnificent moment in world history, not just in regular history, in world absolutely. history. So go on, continue. Absolutely. And and it's, it is vital. It is vital that it, that it's that it's a world history class because we were, we were tasked with an, uh, an assignment specifically, <laughs> and we had to find partners. So... Simple enough. Um, alphabetically, we sat one behind the other. So uh, my dear manager just turned around and asked if we, if we should be partners. I mean, two Italian kids, why not? And the assignment was basically to give a list of, of events that happened in, in history that were, were iconic, legendary, epic events in history. And, you know, people are mentioning very key moments like you know, the world wars or, or specific, uh, you know, global issues that really stood out. And here we are. First thing on our list very easily was the 2006 world cup championship by none other than Italy. Forza Azzurri. And from that point on that friendship just blossomed and it grew and that story is the absolute foundation of our entire world together. That's right. And, you know, it's funny if you ask people how they met their one of their best friends or some of their best friends or the person they've known for so long, a lot of them couldn't give you an answer. But that story is it just resonates. And it's something that we've brought up constantly over the past 12, 13 years. And like you said, that moment defined a lot of those 12, 13 years, a lot of ups and downs together, a lot of fun times at school, at parties, at bars, at sporting events playing hockey together, beer league hockey, three beer league hockey championships in the West Island. Just going to throw that in there uh, for the uh, brass towers and for the rink reapers and just uh, a bunch of good times. And, you know, that moment, you know, may seem like a footnote, but it really was a defining uh, instance in our friendship. And part of that moment too, you know, we realized, yeah, two Italian guys that got along, two guys that kind of had the same upbringing, but it also kind of highlights the fact that the love of sports was always something that connected us. And that's kind of where we are now as we introduce the Imagine Mastro podcast in this trailer episode and an idea that my good friend Mastro came up with a couple of months ago and we've been formulating and kicking around for the past couple of months. So why don't you tell the people where the idea came from, what the motivation is and what they can expect as we go forward here? Yeah, totally. And uh, the inspiration is key here. I mean, look, it, 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 it's kind of unfortunate what's going on with the pandemic and everything. COVID-19 has pretty much put a lot of, of the world on standstill right now. And this idea really came out of the, the aspect that, yeah, maybe we have a little bit more time to create, but I, I've always wanted to be heard. You know, having a voice out there, maybe getting people to think about things in a different point of view. We got two really, really knowledgeable sports guys here and our opinions be it as they may, you may not agree with them, but definitely provide viewpoints that that the general sports fan may not have, you know? And the whole goal here is, is to be heard, you know? Get our voices out there, get people thinking and thinking about sports. And, and you know, if you're a sports fan, this is definitely the place for you because there's going to be a lot of debate, a lot of, a lot of constructive discussion going back and forth. You know, the whole point here is debating those hot topics, you know, uh, week after week, 
there's always some kind of news that pops up in the sports world, you know, and it can be related to any sport at any time. Something always comes up and we want to, we want to really get into the, the meat of these things and, and start getting at each other about how we, how we feel about them. You know, and we're obviously going to come up with a lot of really creative segments, you know, kick around ideas, see what works, but we want to get creative with it. We want to, we want to really come up with ideas that, that you want to hear, you know, some original stuff, something you've never heard before, you know, and Baj, I'm sure you have some ideas too. Yeah. One of the things I did want to mention was, you know, part of the the motivation too, was that over all these years, whether it was hanging out at each other's houses, in the car, going somewhere at a bar, having a beer, watching a game, it always ended up leading to a fiery discussion to the point where some of our friends would A, leave the table, B, tell us to shut up, or C, just stop coming out to watch with us anymore. Because for the most part, it's debating this play, debating this story that happened. And the motivation too, I guess, is, you know, right now, like you said, things are a bit crazy in the world and we can't go to the bar together to watch sports. We can't go to people's houses to sit down and have a drink and, and chime in on certain topics. And that was one thing that I know I miss the most is obviously we all miss the the camaraderie of being with people like in a normal situation, but as a sports fan to watch game after game this summer with no one around was the first time I've ever really done that in my life. And you can text each other, you can call each other on the phone, but it's not the same. So part of the motivation was to kind of recreate that vibe of being at the bar with your buddy and just yelling and arguing to your wits end about sports topics. And like Mastro said, debate, exciting segments, fire discussion, like I mentioned, we'll definitely have some guests on at some point to kind of third wheel on some of these conversations to get some cool stories from people that maybe don't get the kind of spotlight. Some of them definitely do, but some of them might be some people you never heard of. So we've got some exciting things lined up for the next couple of months. And as I mentioned, sitting at a bar or watching a sporting event, one of the things that always got us yelling at each other was the fact that we do not have the same allegiances at all. You'd think two buddies from the same city with similar backgrounds, besides the Azuri thing, that's pretty much where it ends in terms of teams that we agree on. And not just you know having different teams, that's one thing, but to be on complete rivalry teams on across multiple of the big four and other major sports, that the hatred is, is kind of makes you wonder how we've managed to stay friends this long because of the teams that we do like. So Master, why don't you tell people where your allegiances lie? And we can kind of get into one of those discussions about why your team is garbage, my team is better, and vice versa. <laughs> okay, okay, that's that. Yeah, argument for sure because I'm not going to agree to that. But uh, look, yeah, born Montreal, uh, raised pretty much uh, stone skip away, and you're looking at a diehard bleeds blue Toronto Maple Leafs fan here. And you know, I forgive you know anyone who totally disowns me as a as a person right now because of where I'm from. But that's just how how it played out, you know, and and. My parents have already disowned me. They're they're huge Montreal Canadiens fans, and they they basically. I think that's raised- one thing you gotta you gotta you gotta explain that. I mean, how yeah, you know, I've met your I, parents many times. I love your parents, and they're like they're diehard Habs fans. It's yeah, pretty intense uh, when you go over there during a Habs game. So it doesn't really make sense how you ended up going astray. Yeah, especially as an only child, like they only had one kid to worry <laughs> about making sure he was raised properly as a Habs fan, and you went off the grid completely. So how did that happen? Yeah, they messed up. No, uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, I spent a really short time uh, my life in Toronto, but it just so happened that first game I ever watched was was Habs and Leafs, and it, it was it was in Toronto, and and, and you know the Leafs won, man. I, can't, I I was a kid, they won the game, and ever since then, my favorite color is blue. The only thing I'll wear is that Maple Leaf. Like I. I can't help it. And I can't, you know how it is. I can't, I can't hop back. That's my team. And that's what I go for. And, you know, it just goes to show how strong our friendship really is because despite our huge differences, 
we still have this really strong bond and it's because of sports, you know, despite the rivalry, yeah. but, but please do inform of who your favorite team is in hockey. Yeah. So I'm an obvious Habs fan, as I've mentioned already in the past couple of minutes, grew up on Saku Koivu, Jose Theodore, all those quote unquote stars of the Habs during the nineties and early two thousands when the Canadians were pretty much garbage and the Leafs were led by Matt Sundin, Darcy Tucker, Curtis Joseph, and guys that actually got them to the playoffs until they ran into the Ottawa Senators. But that I'll digress. I don't want to piss you off too early in this whole thing and, and, tear, it to the, and tear it to the ground <laughs> on day one. <laughs> so there's that rivalry. And that gets us from September to usually April, May for both of us. Because even if our teams do make the playoffs, they don't last very long. Ouch. And then we get into the summer months. And for a couple months, you know, especially Montreal, we follow the Montreal Wets for those CFL fans out there. Baseball is going on. And, you know, Mastro's a Blue Jays fan, like he said, growing up in Toronto and I guess we all kind of hopped on the bandwagon during the Bautista Donaldson run in 2015 when they played the Rangers and the bat flip and all that kind of resonated throughout the country. But then we hit September. And once we hit September, things change because NFL football starts in the first week of September every year. And I pull out my now kind of useless and out of date Ryan Tannehill, Miami Dolphins jersey. And Marshall pulls out his, he can still wear the jersey because we're talking about a goat, his OG Darrell Revis Jets jersey. If you're a football fan, that rivalry spans many years and many defining moments. Monday Night Miracle, the fake spike, the division battles, one of the biggest rivalries in the NFL. We hate each other on that level. So twice a year, we don't talk to each other during that week. And at game time, we send each other a pretty nasty text message that for the next three, four hours, I can't say the words that... We usually send each other. (laughs) And, you know, you can talk about where the Jets love came from. Mine, I was kind of born into it. The Dolphins uh, just have family in Miami. My dad spent a lot of time there growing up. Big Dan Marino guy. And the Dolphins were good for a long time. And then I came along. And since I've been a Dolphins fan, they've been garbage. I can't even remember watching a playoff win. We're hoping now as the future, you know, with Brian Flores and some of these other young kids coming up, that there's some hope. But for the majority of my life, my football fandom has been pretty uninspiring. So where did you become a Jets fan and why? So in my, I mean, you you obviously have the, the family connection and that's, I respect that, which is why, you know, I, I don't, I guess I don't knock you for which team you chose. I just still think you chose wrong. Uh, <laughs> my, my, my fandom strictly comes from a very, I'd say unpopular way to, to maybe gain fandom, but I, I, I used to be a neutral football fan, you know, watching games, watching NFL red zone, every game, every play, I, I couldn't really care less, but then something known as Revis Island came up and that just stuck with me. I mean, I, generally I prefer offense over defense, but when I, when I watched Darrell Revis master his craft, I, I became so attached. I bought his Jersey. I bought his Jersey before. I was a Jets fan, you know, and I just, I just loved watching this guy play. And, you know, eventually I started watching more and more Jets games and that's how it grows on you. So to this day, I'm, I'm a Jets fan. Uh, you know, I've been trying to put out a dumpster fire for the last couple of years. It's, it's, it's not easy. Again, maybe, maybe some of you Jets fans won't like this, but I am, I'm not really supportive of Sam Darnold. And you're going to have to forgive me, but I think T-Law is the way to go. And and I'm kind of hoping we get that first round draft pick. And I really hope Trevor doesn't just bail and stay in college because that honestly, if I were him, I, I might do that. So yeah. I'd be surprised that happens. There's a lot of money on the table for a first overall pick and anything sure. that happened in this world, regardless of the fact that he can get injured. And we definitely hope yeah. he doesn't, even as a, a, a guy who doesn't want to see that guy in a Jets jersey for the next 15 years. Yeah. You never want to see a, an immense talent go down or have something unfortunate happen to him. But as we've seen in the past year, nothing is guaranteed that something 
some force majeure can just take over everyone's life and just kind of throw everything out of whack. And I don't think if you're a Trevor Lawrence, you're going to risk another year at Clemson knowing that you're going to dominate for 11 games in the ACC go to the college football playoff. And yeah, sure. You'll be remembered as one of the greats in college, but that money talks, man. And, you know, regardless of the fact that he's going to be wearing green, it's still New York city. It's still a big market and Adam Gase won't be there next year. Thank God. Oh, (laughs) so we don't have to worry about that. If you're, if you're Trevor Lawrence, so we're getting a bit uh, away from introducing the the podcast, but you can already see the kind of debates and the kind of discussion and Trevor Lawrence is a pretty easy topic because he's one of the best college players we've seen in the past several decades. And I remember last year as a Dolphins fan, hoping for Tua and hoping for a high pick so we can grab a quarterback. So I get exactly where you are. We'll definitely dive into that as we get into mock draft season, but I think we're ready to wrap this trailer up. We're going to have a lot more coming up in the next couple of weeks, in the next couple of months, for sure. Master, where can the people find us online? Yeah, for sure. So uh, you can definitely follow us on Twitter at MadgeMastroPod. We'll be posting updates, releases, uh, information about episodes. So stay tuned. That's great, man. How'd that first trailer episode feel? Felt good. Felt good. Got everything off my chest. Feels nice. You're definitely natural. There's a lot more where that came from. Stay tuned. The Imagine Master Podcast is on the air. Ciao for now.